Accountants Are Sexy is back for another season and this season we'll see our 100th episode. I want to take a moment to thank everyone that's helped so far. Every like, listen, subscribe, watch, all of it means the world to me. This season is sponsored by Charterpath. Charterpath is a charity designed to help the financial skills gap within non-profits. I've recently joined their advisory board to help them on their mission to increase volunteering within the financial sector from only 10% to a very healthy 50%. If you want any more information on how you can be a part of this mission, then drop me a message or leave a comment or visit their website, charterpath.org. Now, are we ready to meet the guests? What would you say if I told you that accountants are the sexiest profession on the planet? Would you believe me or would you laugh at me? So many people would laugh, and I'm here with this podcast to prove them wrong. Accountants these days, they are tech savvy. They are app smart. They understand how to improve how you operate via via interpretation of data like never before. We have an amazing amount of information at our fingertips that can help us decide as business owners what to do on an hour by hour basis, let alone week by week, month by month, or worse, retrospectively. Accountants these days have so much more to offer. And I'm here to prove that to you. So I'm Kelly Dawn, your host, and this is my podcast, Accountants Are Sexy. Change my mind. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Accountants Are Sexy, Change My Mind. Um, Today we have the lovely Fifi Mason with us. And as I was just explaining offline to Fifi, I've actually been following her stuff for quite a while. Um... Fifi is a um, a visibility coach. Did I say that right? Because you just personal told me. Personal brand and yes, visibility. Personal brand, that's it. Personal brand and visibility coach. Um, but she specifically works with introverts. And I find it fascinating because a lot of the people that I work with, I would class as introverts. But there is so much stigma, not necessarily stigma, stereotypes around what an introvert is. I really, really wanted Fifi to come on and just talk to us about what being an introvert actually means. Um, so we can break through the barriers that we sometimes put up ourselves. So welcome, welcome to the show, Fifi. Thank you for having me. So first of all, shall we start with what is an introvert? Yeah, okay. So, well, an introvert is someone who gets their energy from being by themselves. They recharge and energize by spending time alone, maybe doing something that they enjoy, maybe uh, reading or walking or something like that. And the difference between an introvert and an extrovert is that an introvert, uh, an extrovert will energize more by being around people so they spend a lot more time socializing and wanting to be around people so that's the main definition of introversion extroversion but there's also a few other things so introverts are more introspective and they we think through our thoughts 
in a lot deeper level. We, we, we need time to think about and process things rather than speaking out loud, which is what a lot of introvert, extroverts do. So for introverts, it's more internal. We think things through before we speak and an extrovert will most likely ponder out loud. They will speak out loud to kind of sort through their thoughts and their thought process. And they're the main two differences when it comes to introversion and extroverts. Yeah, I think that the um, the misconception and the stereotype um, is that introverts are shy and extroverts are loud and gregarious. Mm. But that's not always the case, is it? It's it's more about your energy and where you get your energy from than it is about how you present yourself to the world. Because if I'm right in saying you can be an introvert, but you can be super bubbly personality. I, I definitely think there are a lot of social or outgoing introverts in the world. Um, what, what I find is that majority of introverts are, are quieter, more reserved because they, they need the time to think through things, to observe things, to take things in before they mm. allow themselves to open up in a way. And that often is perceived mm. as shyness. It's seen as someone who is anxious in a social in a social situation, whereas it's not really the case. Sometimes it's just that they just need time. We need time to take it all in and understand what's going on and process it before we start talking mm. and start engaging with people. And yeah, it is one of the most common misconceptions of introverts is that all of them are shy. And on the other side, you can get shy extroverts. And, and I think that's quite, um, probably quite a difficult thing for an extrovert because they have this need to be around people a, a lot more than intro introverts need it. Um, they they need the energy that it brings but if they're a shy extrovert then they're going to find that really difficult whereas introverts mm. the tendency there is a lot of shy introverts that's true but the tendency is that then they just prefer and, and need the time alone and sometimes they are quieter because they're processing thoughts mm. So what made you start working with introverts in the moment? When, uh, what made you start working with introverts? It sounds like you're classifying yourself as an introvert. Is that is that the path that you went down? Yes. You understand them? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite a big introvert, really. It's, it's a spectrum. So <clears throat> on one side you have introvert, um, introvert and then on one side you have extrovert and and no one is a complete introvert or no one's a complete extrovert I think there's a quote by um, Carl Jung who he he is like the the one who theorized around this introversion and extroversion in the first place he came up with the whole concept of it and <clears throat> he said that if someone was completely an introvert or completely an extrovert, then they would be crazy because there's no way you can be completely one or the other. So there's, there is a spectrum to it. Mm -hmm. And I fall, 
very heavily in the in the top end of being an introvert um i really struggle to be around people quite a lot because the energy the energy drain that comes along with it so introversion and extroversion is an is a is a spectrum and i'm very high on the other end of the spectrum in terms of introversion for mm. me my energy gets heavily drained from being around people and for a long time i thought there was something wrong with me because of this i didn't know what being an introvert meant i didn't understand anything to do i maybe not even heard the word used until about five years ago and and i was going through this process it only in my business of figuring out what i actually wanted to do um so i started off as a brand and website designer and the first year i was kind of just figuring it out and, and wading through and trying to work with as many different clients as I could but I wasn't very clear on who I wanted to work with and I got mm -hmm. to this point in my business that I felt I wasn't helping people in the way that I wanted to help them I was attracting a lot of clients that I didn't like to work with that didn't value what I had to offer and and I really wanted to make some changes in in that area because it was I was not happy I wasn't happy working and doing what I was doing so I started working with a coach and I started learning more about personal branding and I soon discovered that on on a when you start to learn more about personal branding it's more of a self-discovery process and it helps you figure out firstly who you want to be before you can put yourself out there um, and as I was learning this process I fell in love with it I fell in love with the whole understanding who I am as a person and learning more about myself and learning that I am an introvert that I am that it's okay to be an introvert that yeah. that there's nothing wrong with me and that there are many other people that feel the same who might go to a networking event and not know how to interject into the conversation because the conversation goes so quickly that they can't keep up with what is being said yeah. and after after being in a social environment or in like a networking event they would leave and just feel so drained and tired that that they felt they thought there was something wrong with them and that's how I used to feel like when I realized that the people were going through that as well and that there was this this word to explain it it made so much more sense to me and and it really just started with that and like accepting that I'm an introvert so I went on this personal brand journey this journey of learning who I am who I want to help the most how I want to put myself out there and through that process is what is just how I discovered that I'm an introvert and then discovered that that's who I want to help the most because I yeah. I felt like a lot of the struggles the challenges that I faced in my first year of business were because 
of my introversion and how mm-hmm. I really struggled in those areas. Yeah, the um, it's, it's a funny one when you think you put the introversion and personal branding and putting yourself out there all together, because often, um, once again, maybe a misconception, maybe not, I don't know, but people feel that being if you're an introvert then you're not going to get on with shouting about yourself or you're going to struggle with putting content online or you don't want people to look at you potentially so you don't you don't take those steps um is that something that you found um one one have you found that and two what advice do you give to people that go through that yeah it's definitely like showing up and being visible online isn't isn't easy for someone who is who is introverted or p- potentially shy as well so there's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of issues that arise from that the main one is being social on social media is still it's still very uh, energy draining and mm-hmm. and it's not a natural way of being for a lot of introverts i i find so I know a lot of introverts who have started a business and they start, they know they have to get out there, get visible, have their online presence. And a part of that is being on social media, but then that, but they've never done it for themselves. They, they don't have their own social media profiles. They, they're not, they're not someone who wants to be out there, be visible, be seen. Um, they don't need it as well. And that's the difference. The difference between an introvert and an extrovert having a business or having social media profiles a lot of the time extroverts are happy with that kind of stimulation the stimulation of being on a social media network and having the connections mm-hmm. and talking to lots of people that's great for an extrovert for an introvert it really is difficult and it's something that mm-hmm. a lot of my clients struggle with um putting themselves out there being visible for their business and it's it's one of those things where you have to find your own way of doing it you have to figure out who you are what introversion means to you and then adapt in a way that suits your personality rather than trying to be this outgoing gregarious loud shouty person that that's not you um and it's and it really comes down to again like knowing who you are yourself first and then you can put yourself out there in the way that you want to be seen and in a natural way that that's authentic yeah i think my with my own journey of self-discovery because i don't think i think every business owner that ever existed has to go on a, a, a certainly a, a journey of self-discovery mm-hmm. um and i've done almost every profile sit like um test under the sun as you could imagine um but there is one of them that i do semi-regularly actually the 16 personalities because i find it fascinating how things change and i will flip between the infp and an enfp and I find it fascinating that I just, I borderline constantly, mm-hmm. which is quite reflective because when I'm on social media, people assume that I'm naturally like 
an extrovert and like I'm, I'm fine with it and I've got all of the energy under the sun, but it takes so much out of me. It takes a lot to be like that. So there are days where I just have to ignore it and I have to shut everything down and shut the world off because if I don't, I just end up like drained, absolutely drained. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It definitely is interesting. There are a lot of people who deny the existence of extroversion and introversion, saying, why do we need to put labels on this? You know, why can't we just be? What do you say to those guys? It's uh, it's an interesting one actually, um, and I I posted a I posted on social media about this not long ago, um, and the use of labels and how very often labels are used in the wrong way, and really labels should be used to help us understand each other, to be able to connect to to be able to relate to one another and um, and that's like that's it it doesn't it doesn't have to define you it doesn't have to define anyone it doesn't have to put you in the box of you're an introvert you are the because there is no this really as i said earlier it, you need to figure out your own introversion what introversion means to you because it can mean something different to everyone um and and you and you you said there that you kind of when you do the tests you kind of flip between that is because you're in the middle of the spectrum most likely towards the middle where you can balance more of that energy um one way or the other depending on the context on the situation and that's why we can't take the word introversion, extroversion as set in stone, there's just no way of saying that. There's no way to mm. actually define it completely because for every person mm. it's different because every person is different. Every person is unique. Everyone has different personalities, different temperaments, different behaviors in certain situations. There's no way that we can actually summarize somebody in and define them in one one specific way but all of these yeah. tests that are out there all of these personality tests there's so many of them um but, mm. but the idea is they're not to define you they're not to say well this is what you are this is how you should act it's just to take that information and say actually i think I agree with that. I, I realize now why I do that and just see it in that perspective. So it's just more to help us understand ourselves and other people around us. And that's how I treat it really. Yeah, yeah I think it's with, um, I mean, obviously introversion and extroversion are not the same as things like ADHD, but I'm just gonna um, uh, liken the kind of diagnosis process really. It's just about understanding yourself. So then you can have mechanisms or you can get the support or you can find, you know, the right partnerships that help you progress in the way that you want to progress. Um, and I think that's that's definitely a misunderstanding. People, um, uh, I'm going through a diagnosis at the moment for dyscalculia and, and dyslexia. 
And it's not because I want the label. I'm not fussed about the label. It's just an understanding of what, what's happening to me or what's happened in my 41 years of being alive anyway, um, just so I can then understand it. And I don't think that we necessarily look introspectively enough sometimes mm -hmm. just to figure out what's what's going on and how we can best ourselves so yeah yeah i i quite like personality tests i i dig them but that's my personality type i want to know all the intricacies of everything ever <laughs> I, i'm the same i i love i love doing that I, the idea is that you you don't do them too close together because um yeah because it is one of those things it, it, it you have to take it with a pinch of salt and you have to mm. use it in the right way and if we use the 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 results no matter what the test is like you say if it's if it's something to yeah. do with adhd or if it's it all it is is to help us understand ourselves better so that we can then be yeah. we can then adapt to work mm. in a better way and when it comes yeah. to introversion, it really is accepting yourself to start with, accepting that it's okay to be an introvert. There is, there is a lot of stigma around it. And you might say the word introvert to someone and they'll think that you're um, an icicle. Like, there's different definitions yeah. on the dictionary, which is really bad, like wallflower, icicle, uh, honestly, it's not it's not Amazing. great when you actually look at the definition of introvert on some of the dictionaries out there um and they it's just really knowing that it's not a negative thing but knowing that there is a difference there and you need to approach things in a different way so it's knowing that you need time to uh prepare for things to 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 think through your thought process before you rush into something introverts aren't good at winging it we're not we're not we're not the best at just putting ourselves in a position where are you there Phoebe? Sorry. <laughs> yeah so did you i got we got to winging it yeah Um, so we're not the best at winging it. We're not able to just think on the spot very like, quickly. We do need that time to process. Mm -hmm. So we need to be prepared in certain situations. We need to know what, what's going to happen, know how to, what we're going to say in, in the certain situations, have questions ready and know how, what's mm -hmm. going to expect what's going to be expected of us when we start doing whatever we're going to do we need to think about our energy in in the fact that if we're going to be doing having a very heavily sociable day um maybe talking to clients a lot maybe going to a networking event all of those things it's making sure that we are well rested before making sure we have time to re-energize by ourselves afterwards I always make sure that if I go to a networking event that when I come home I can just go and read somewhere and chill out before I go to bed because mm -hmm. I need to recharge my batteries so that the next day I'm ready and and, and I've got all my energy back to get yeah. 
to get stuck in. So it's really so it's it's really understanding what it means and knowing what it means to you and then it's adapting is mm. like I say, preparing, knowing what you need for yourself rather than just saying, Oh well, introverts need to recharge so I need to go have a nap. Maybe that doesn't work for you. Yeah. It needs to be specific no. to you. So it, I could never. I can't to... imagine napping in the daytime. <laughs> People do this all the time, and I'm, I just think it's so weird. <laughs> I do it. I do it. I love napping. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I I did say to a client the other day who said that they um, they were getting overwhelmed at periods of the day, and I was like, "Well, do you know?" And they weren't sleeping at night, and I was like, "Do you know what? Go and have a nap in the, in the day." And I, I don't see. I don't. And there's nothing wrong with it. But I just can't do it. I'd love to be able to do it, but I can't. It's weird. So I, yeah. So with the, there are there are different types of introversion, and I really would like you to cover this because one of the things I saw and did um, was when you put out a questionnaire, yeah. and the questionnaire told me what type of introvert I was, um, yeah. which was super interesting. So run me through that because I want people to to get get a sense. Yeah, well, on my website I have uh, the introvert entrepreneur space, and it's to help you figure out your what type of introvert you are when it comes to being an introvert entrepreneur and a business owner. So it's based off a study that is uh, called the four types of introversion, and and I basically adapted it into really thinking about it in the in the perspective of being a business owner rather than just being an introvert on its own. And there are four there, so there are four types. The first is the connective introvert. Then we've got the thinking the uh, then we've got the creative introvert. Then we've got the guarded introvert and we have the reserved introvert. And so the connected is similar to the social introvert from this this study, mm-hmm. and but it's it's different in the sense that it's around how you can utilize how you can be uh, more of a social introvert, but respect your boundaries around your energy. So a connective mm-hmm. is someone who who does enjoy being around people, but they just need to limit it to one person at a time. They need to think about how they can have those deeper conversations and really connect to people on a deeper level. And then you've got the creative type. They are the thinkers, the ones that have all the ideas, always coming up with ideas. Um, and maybe they sometimes have a bit of shiny object syndrome going on where they they're a bit like i want to do this i want to do that i want to do this because there's so many ideas going on in their in their heads they use their the introspection their the process of thought um their strength of thought and the thought process 
to really come up with these really creative big picture ideas. And then there's the guarded mm -hmm. introvert, and these are more of the shy uh, introverts that need to just prepare more and consider working through some of the shy elements of their personality because shyness is not is something that we can that you can move past it's not something that mm. you have to live with and you can mm. if you're someone who is more shy and and needs to if you're someone who is shy and finds it hard to talk to people and that kind of thing then you just need to be really working on that and finding a way past mm. it and i i when i was younger i was painfully shy and i found that it was really really difficult to talk to people um and over time i pushed myself like, to find the courage to find the um push myself out of my comfort zone slowly and take my time and i think for guarded introverts that is that is the key it is really thinking through the the steps to start slowly taking those baby steps out of their comfort zone and do it in a way that they feel comfortable um and realizing mm -hmm. that they don't have to have to feel the anxiety they can move past that and then there's the reserved the reserved introvert entrepreneur is someone who takes a, a lot more time to analyze through the data to uh to think things through to plan ahead they they might be um they might be slower to speak as well they tend to speak in a slow way and not really speak very often but when they do that what they're going to say is really well thought out it's it's um mm. it's something that people are like wow yeah that that means a lot because they don't normally say anything that often but when they do it's impactful and the, mm. the one thing that a reserved introvert entrepreneur struggles with sometimes can be an an analysis paralysis and they sometimes will just get right. stuck in that kind of planning phase of just going round and around and not taking action um mm. there's so much i could talk about about all these <laughs> different these four yeah. different it's uh, funny because i can i can always see myself in, i can see myself in the connective one mm -hmm. and the um and the reserved um because I, once again, I can go, I change. And I think that's very normal for people just to change uh, um, how they present themselves, how they present themselves, just how they are. It's, um, but yeah, I can definitely see myself. I'm definitely more connective, as did the, 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 um, the test show, actually, um, because I do love people and I love being around people. But you have to manage yourself. And I think when I was younger and my, my journey with it, was I would treat myself like an extrovert, burn out, crumble, have to recover, and then I'd go out and do it all over again. And I was in this cycle of just constantly burning out. Um, whereas now, if I have a particularly heavy day, even with the, these types of meetings, I'll just block out the next day and work on something that's 
more um inny <laughs> that's the only way i can yeah. describe it something like web design or copywriting or something where i can just tuck myself away and it's just me myself and my thoughts and that's how i learn to recover these days um i would love for the link to go up onto this blog podcast so they can come and do that yeah. test if yeah. they're intrigued about what they are. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Fantastic. Um, before we go, I would like, is there any top tips now specifically around using social media? Any top tips for introverts to help them kind of embrace being an introvert and move past, kind of get themselves out into line, online. Yes. Um, okay. So, well, one of the major struggles for a lot of introverts, and, and I also work with shy entrepreneurs as well, when it comes to putting yourself out there on social media, it's, it's really um, breaking through the discomfort and finding the courage to show up in your way and I have a few ways of doing that the, the one that I'll share today is to is to think of is to well actually I'd like to play a game this is easier <laughs> okay so the idea is that this is called the what if game and the idea is that you're gonna have um one column if you draw out two columns on a piece Paper, you have one column that's health and then one column that has service. And to play the game, you just start going through the what ifs that come up when you start to put yourself out on social media. The the mm -hmm. things that stop you, the things that are make you feel uncomfortable. And when you start having those, well, what if someone say something negative and you you take that what if and you write that down in the first column the self column and then mm -hmm. in the service column you write down a what if from the service perspective so if you got what if someone says something negative when i share this it could be well what if someone says something positive when i share this or what if someone re relates to this? What if someone respond? What if someone resonates to with this mm. and it helps them and changes their lives? Yeah. So you're flipping it from See, the service to the from the self yeah. to the service. Yeah, and it's quite amazing, really. If you that it, just in that one example, because. As soon as you flipped it to the service, all of a sudden the self didn't matter. Because if you can help one person with a post, if that one person is going to resonate with it, if that one person is going to have an, like, be impacted in a positive way, then the 10 people, the 50 people, the 100 people don't seem to matter. Because actually exactly. what you've done is help somebody and that yeah. just fills your heart with joy. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's a lovely thing to do. Thank you for that. Thank you. You right. can do it. So, Oh, go on. No, it's okay. I was going to say you can, you can, you can do it in in lots of different what if scenarios. So there could be, mm. um, well, a lot of the struggles are like fear of rejection, fear of judgment, fear of failure, 
So the what ifs that come up when you start having those problems in it could be what if I look silly and then you have the flip over mm. on the server side. What if someone sees this and it makes them smile and you, you can keep going through and just listing out all the different what ifs. I think it's a fun game. Mm. <laughs> I think that's a really good one because earlier on today, I put out a really funny photo of myself. <laughs> And I had that, I like, this will make some people smile. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. And we need more smiles in our lives. There's a lot of exactly. in a lot of the time. So if, yeah. if all you do is post something that makes someone else smile, then that's a, that's a, well, then a win that's for a good the day, day, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's a good day. So there is one final question. And I ask all of my, um, all of my guests this. So I work with accountants, as you know, because the podcast is Accountants are Sexy, Changed My Mind. I'd like to know from your perspective, what's the sexiest thing about accountants? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think the sexiest thing about accountants is that they are good with numbers and that I don't have yes. to deal with numbers <laughs> because I am not good with numbers at all. And if someone is, I'm that nice. is pretty damn sexy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm absolutely there with you. So thank you ever so much for being my guest today. I'm going to drop all of the links into, um, into the podcast so they can find you, connect with you and do the test. So thank you very much. Well, thank you very much for listening to Accountants of Sexy Change My Mind. Um, I enjoy every single one of my guests and it's always a pleasure to have and a privilege to have such an insight into their business. So if you've got to the end, I appreciate it. If you would like to follow, subscribe, share with your mates, or if you fancy being a guest, why don't you drop us a message and we can, uh, we can have a chat about having you on. So it's, once again, it's been a pleasure. Thanks ever so much for joining in and I will see you well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. We've got a ton more guests already lined up and I can't wait to share that with you. Please also remember to check out our sponsor, Charterpath. They're bridging the gap between financial skills and the nonprofit sector. And if you're looking at growing your practice and wondering what is the next step for you or how to do that, maybe you want to check out Accounting Pirates as well. We've got a treasure chest of support there that might be able to help you get to your next level.